Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your Herd Leader, John Wayne. And I'm your Herd Mom, Megan. And today we have Herd guest, Michael Marisi. Hey, Michael. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you, sir? Uh, Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, we're all in the same boat, I think, you know, just uh, socially distancing ourselves, which is I'm a socially distant person. So this is actually, I've I've been prepared for this. Yeah, you've been training your whole life for this. Yeah, I'm the comedy. I'm the great combination of Gen X and a writer. So I've been I've been waiting for this. <laughs> gotcha. um, so uh, we have you on uh, today um, to have some wonderful conversations because you're you're you've been in the world of uh, Star Wars comics before. Um, and recently uh, in this new year, you've returned to it with Star Wars Adventures. And um, by the time this episode gets out. Uh, the new Clone Wars Battle Tales comics. Um, when we last had you on before, we had talked about like uh, your Flight of the Falcon series. Um, mm-hmm. What ch- has changed for you since Flight of the Falcon to now uh, in terms of Star Wars comics? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I'm a. I'm probably. I'll add a um, uh, important note, I guess, uh, for for everyone to know. This is. Um, it was just kind of announced today. Uh, the, the the Clone War series is actually delayed <laughs> um, oh. because yeah uh, well all comics are delayed everything Diamond the the single distributor for comics the comic shops is not shipping comics for the foreseeable future obviously because COVID nineteen yeah. um, so totally understand it's yeah I mean it's it's I mean it's the right call it it it, it for sure is but um, so I'm so happy to talk about it I mean it's still happening we have the issues already. It's just we don't know when. <laughs> soon, soon I can say. Get uh, hype. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still get excited. You know they'll be there and they'll exist for a while. You know, so it's it's, it's all totally fine. Um, so anyway, so what has changed? Um, I think I think the big thing uh, for me, like the um, uh, almost like monumental thing, I could say is that. Everything that I've done um, from Lucasfilm, from Fly the Falcon to the other stories that, you know, I did the Rise of Skywalker, I did the post Rise of Skywalker issues, not, and I've confused people by this, and this is my fault, not post the story, like it's, these issues don't play, take place past the narrative, they were just released after the movie, so right. clarification there. I am not writing what happens to Rey after the events of Rise of Skywalker. No, I, that's, that's no, <laughs> um, well, I if, wish. <laughs> if you want to, uh, we would certainly love that. Oh, <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. Oh God, that would be semi her going around and with her, um, cool staff, yellow lightsaber. Like, come on, oh, we all want yeah. that. <laughs> um, so anyway, so every time that, you know, all the stuff that I'd done, including Final the Falcon was stuff that was like, and this is typical of Lucasfilm is they say, Hey, we want a story. That's part of this is part of this initial initial tied to this or you know in this time, um, all very sensible and correct uh, uh, instructions for them to make. Clone Wars uh, Battletales is different because this is actually an idea that I brought to Lucasfilm. Um, so it's Ooh. yeah, it's the biggest. I think this is the. I mean, and there's a lot baked into that because one, I brought it to them because this is. I am a. I think most people know this. I am a, a staunch prequel defender <laughs> um yeah. i don't mess around <laughs> I, saw, I saw 
your shirt uh, recently on Twitter, and I am quite jealous. I love the prequel Defender Force uh, shirt you got. Oh yeah, there was um, yeah, there was another pod uh, podcast that they're like, "Do you want this shirt?" I was like, uh, "Come on, <laughs> you know, of course I want that shirt. Give me, send me a dozen." <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but um, uh, yeah, so um, because I love it so much, when I mean, I think we all knew that Clone Wars would eventually come back and finish that season, and and like. The moment it did at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, I believe it was when it got announced, you know, I went to Lucasfilm and had this proposal of like, um, let's do this thing. Let's do this Battle Tales because, you know, we, we kind of already had the, the template because of uh, Cabin Scott's work with um, uh, Vader's Castle, which is, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's following the same thing, you know, same, if you know that series, it's going to be that template of like, story like the, the a framing story is what it's called like the first three pages are like hey we're in the present and it leads to the remember when and the remember when is like the bulk the 15 pages the, the meat of the issue and that's like clones telling stories of previous battles and stuff like that and then you know two pages to kind of lead into the next issue um so that's what bear's castle was that's what battle was so it was a, it was a good <clears throat> It was a digestible sell, a sell to Lucasfilm because Clone Wars is coming back. We already had the template. Um, so it was just one of those things where stars aligned and I was able to uh, convince them that this is a great idea and people love clones and Star Wars adventures. Kids love clones. So let's let's, let's do some clone stuff. And, and they went for it. And I'm thrilled. Uh, but that's the biggest thing um, that's you know coming out of, of, of uh, uh, that's from where I was with Flight of Falcon to where I am now. That's really interesting. I, I mean, like, I guess sometimes I lose <clears throat> scope of how long some of these ideas can be worked on and discussed and met about before we actually see an end product, because um, we've known about Clone Wars for a while. And so, so was it pretty quickly after that that you went to them with this idea? Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah, I, I've been working on this story, uh, the, the series uh, for, for quite a while. Um, you know, comics is a weird animal um, because of the, the the way that ordering works, the actual getting comics in the shops for retailers to order them and get them on the shelves and people to buy them. Um, you, if you, if you announce something like Clone Wars, when, it, you know, you can announce that the series, the actual animated series, you can announce that a year or more before it's actually coming back. Uh, and then when it comes on, like people will be there. Comics is a little bit different, but ordering systems wacky um so you can't announce it like far ahead in advance you gotta like announce it and have it ready to be ordered by retailers and piped by fans etc um so we had to sit on it for quite a while but this is something yeah that i've been working on for for a good while i can't remember when i actually like put pen to paper but um uh, i don't know at least a year something like that probably oh. well, i'm sure i'm sure it's going to show in in the final product yeah definitely um, so is there, like, you, you said that you've been working on the story for a while before, you know, it actually came to fruition, but is there, like, a holy grail Clone Wars story that you have in mind that you really want to tell? There were two. One, they let me do. One, they did not. <laughs> um, and I could be candid because I get asked this question, uh, I feel like almost every day, uh, is Ahsoka in this series? 
No, she is not. <laughs> uh, I wish that's the one that they said no. Um, Ahsoka is, is, if you're a fan, you know, Ahsoka is a tricky character. Um, I've been a well-guarded character for good reason. Uh, um, and um, there's plans for her, as we've seen now. She's in season two of Mandalorian. There's just a lot of stuff with Ahsoka. So we were told no Ahsoka. And I had a really great, I had a story that I thought was that um, did not uh, get approved. That was the only one they said no to. Of all the story ideas I sent, that was the one, that was the one hard no. <laughs> um, um, but the one I did get to tell was to make my own clone, uh, to do a series. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There's a brand new clone, uh, Heater is his name. He has a, he has a bad temper, so he's Heater. <laughs> and I like it. Yeah, the clones are always, you know, usually so. They have those kind of really perfectly uh, categorized names. Um, but there's an issue mm. four, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's four. It might be three. I'm pretty sure it's four. Um, but it's a brand new clone. I wanted to be like, you know, set out on this adventure of writing these stories. And I wanted to say, I want to do my own clone and tell a story with clones we haven't seen before. There's a whole team. Uh, Heater's the leader. Mm. And there's three other clones with Heater that make a unit that go on a kind of mission we haven't seen before. Gotcha. That's cool. That is um, really cool. I can't wait to have a new clone that I'm incredibly <laughs> attached to. And then how many, just... so the, the serious question is when they make this into an action figure, how many are you going to buy? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we get one, it's cool. I want my black series figure. I want my black series heater. <laughs> oh yeah, Absolutely. Um, well, and I love that uh, you posted a great pic a while back. Uh, I think I saw it first on Instagram of that wolf is going to show up. Um, and I really got excited because I'm a nerd and it was the wolf with the kind of red coloring instead of the gray. Right. Um, yeah. And that's just a thing for me because I, I liked the troopers um, sinker and boost when they had the red color. And then when wolf came in, I was like, ew, he's gray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't like the color change. So yeah. I mean, um, we're talking about this. You're currently sitting under a portrait of Wolf. Right. That we have hang on. I said I was in it. That's wild. You know, um, I'll tell you as a quick aside, I like Wolf a lot. Don't get me wrong. Until I posted mm -hmm. that, that made that post, um, I didn't know people were so into Wolf. I had no idea. Uh, but people like are oh. wild about Wolf and the Wolf Pack. Oh, yeah. It it really spread wild. And, and the, the crazy thing is, is it's, and it's not a bad thing because Star Wars has kind of got this baked into it naturally. It's a lot about just aesthetic because Wolf doesn't necessarily do much. I mean, he's mm -hmm. usually there he's with Clo. Cool. He's cool. But, like, it's really just about he looks cool. <laughs> and his name is Right. Cool. I mean, come <laughs> on. Yeah. He's baby son. I mean, yeah, basically yeah. it's Dave Filoni. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> already Embo. Right. So, uh, and Chopper and, and Bucket. Chopper. Uh, so there you go. Uh, so you mentioned Heater and um, you've got a lot of stuff that is, you've worked on in other comic worlds like horror and sci-fi. Like um, we really have been enjoying like Hexagon, um, Archangel 8, The Plot. I mean, you really get out there in a lot of things that are clearly, purely Maurice brand. Um, when, when you're kind of coming into something, especially as big as Star Wars, do you always kind of approach it with this idea of wanting to do something like Heater that leaves a, a, a mark on it uniquely to you? 
That is a really good question. Um, yes and no. Um, yes, I mean, let me hear, how do I explain this best? So um, when I am doing, here's the trick um, uh, for when I'm doing or when anybody's doing something like Star Wars or you're doing um, uh, Thor or Batman, whatever, whatever, a, a big property that doesn't belong to you, you know, that you're going and playing in that sandbox. The trick is to be able to tell a story that is thoroughly that, like it's a thoroughly a Star Wars story, it's thoroughly a Picard story or whatever, but balancing that with your own DNA, you know, like, because if you don't put in your own kind of point of view and your own kind of stamp, like you say, then it's just kind of a carbon copy, which is not any, nobody really wants that. You know, you got to, so it's, it's right. striking that balance where, where, when you're doing like hexagon or archangel eight or plot or whatever, it's, you know, I, I don't have to have to have that concern. And it's all like my point of view and my aesthetic and my, you know, kind of craft of storytelling that, that, that's me. Um, but it's mm -hmm. finding it's difficult. It's difficult to find those ways to like make your thing like heater, I think is thoroughly me. He, he's like a more of a, a complicated storyline it's still very appropriately for kids and meant for kids but it's a little bit of like my own stuff that i do in my work that usually has this like moral complexities in it about what is the right and wrong decisions that heater has made and can make uh so it feels like something that's me and that creating a new character gave me that opportunity because you can't just take rex you know, and just do something totally, you know, like unrexian <laughs> with it. Well, and I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned like your your kind of moral injections and stuff because I think that's that's the stuff I know for me. I love, especially I mean, like wasted space is a really great example, mm -hmm. and then you slap great art from Hayden on top of that, and I think that's what makes that there. There's a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of funny stuff. But it, it's the ways that you kind of get into the deeper things in whatever medium you have that I think is really what blows your stuff up and, and what really makes it favorites, I guess, for uh, for us. And I'm sure. For well, that's I appreciate that. I mean, that's something that I it took me a while to figure out, like what I feel like every writer has their own point of view, um, their own aesthetic, um, their own what what is meaning for them in stories, you know, and I have a background in, you know, philosophy. That was, a, that was my like original major. And I still read philosophy to this day. And I still very concerned with um, moral choices and what is moral and what isn't. Um, I think it's very salient, <laughs> especially recent in light of recent uh, developments uh, and, and things like that. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, that's something that, I think always finds its way into my stories in one way or another. Um, and depending on the story I'm telling and who it's for depends on, it will, will kind of dictate how much, you know, I, I like to do a lot of kid stuff. Uh, so like hexagon, for example, which you mentioned, um, will have a little bit of it. Um, I still like to put in those, those things. Cause I think kids, uh, gravitate towards it. I know that kids don't want to be talked down to like I, as a father and seeing what my kids read and how they read. I know that they want, uh, what, you know, important and bigger ideas just told to them in ways that they can understand. Um, uh, and whereas like adults, like Archangel or Waste Space, like you can go full on and have that be, that is the story. You know, that is 
the, the fabric of the story itself are those moral questions that I really that I really enjoy thinking about and delivering in, in the text that I that I uh, approach. I think I think that definitely really shines. Um, when then, so with something like Star Warsy, I mean, we you know with Battle Tales coming out, that's one. But in general, when you do like Star Wars stuff, and like you said, you kind of have to step into something that kind of already exists. There's there's a framework that you can't really just hijack. Like, mm-hmm. is the research for that? as simple as just like rewatching movies or like say you're trying to get in the feet of a, a particular character. How, how do you do that? Do you just digest a bunch of information or what's your, what's your style? Yeah. I mean, um, <clears throat> luckily I love star Wars so much. So like, uh, I, I will, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll happily go down that rabbit hole. Um, and I always do it for whatever, even if it's like, just an eight page backup, you know, or whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I want to nail this as much as possible nail the feel of if it's a sequel story, like I want to go back and have myself be as fresh in the sequels as possible, the sequel trilogy as possible. Um, for Clone Wars. Yeah. I mean, I went, um, it's funny because I have watched Clone Wars through, I don't, I, I really, I don't know how many times, like, cause I've, I watched them through more than once and then I've watched episodes here and there. So who knows what the, what the count is. Um, but the crazy thing is that when I went back with the, with, I'm watching it, when I started writing Clone Wars, I'm watching it with a different lens. Um, so when I went mm. back and I was watching it specifically, you know, with writing in mind. I really learned like a lot. Like, I think what, I mean, like for instance, like one of the cool things that I've learned that I've learned is like every clone, like their personalities. And, and it's so great. And we can talk about this and people forever. And people have, have talked about this extensively of like the, the personalities, the clone, each clone, are not the same. Um, but all it's like this cool nature and nurture relationship um, where you see like every clone starts to, kind of adapt to their Jedi. Uh, like Cody and, and Obi-Wan are very, very similar. They're very by the book. You know, they're very just like, you know, and, and Rex is the more risk taker, outside the box thinker because he's with Anakin, you know, Wolf and Plo Koon. Like, even though we've had limit, the show gave us limited interactions, we can see how they work together and how they like the clones kind of adapt and the Jedi adapt as well to each other. So it's pretty neat. I never really thought about that, but like, it's something I learned and definitely something I put in the comics is like, this is how these relationships work. And it's important to really understand those kinds of things uh, to make it feel um, as adjacent to the thing that exists as possible. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Did you have a particular arc of the Clone Wars that you would say is your favorite or like a particular? Oh, for sure. The Krell. (laughs) The Krell is the best. (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I laugh. I'm sorry. Cause I just saw the horror come over her face. Cause that's her least favorite. Okay. Oh, I can, I get it. It's, it's, <laughs> we were just, that, that is dark. <laughs> oh yeah. When we started the Clone Wars, I did not realize how oh, attached my I would get to a couple of different clones. Like when we first watched, um, Domino Squadron. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Yeah, the Camino. Oh yeah. yeah. Heavy was my, <laughs> oh God. Yeah. It, and then like, I got attached to fives. I, I, I discovered in, you know, as, as she gets more into Star Wars, how much I enjoy withholding vital information and seeing it 
you suck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she fell in love heavy in one episode and had to had to get over his loss in the next one. A lot of a lot of clones bite it it, over the course of the series, and especially in the Krell, like a lot of clones go down. Um, But on a positive note, sorry to interrupt you, but a positive, I want to make sure that you know that heavy isn't it is in Mm -hmm. the comic series. There you go. There's that. You're a beautiful. I do my best. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I'm with you. Um, I, you know, as and I think that's, um, you know, because you were talking earlier about how even in Star Wars and even in something that's meant more for a younger audience that can be enjoyed by a more mature audience. I think um, Umbara is a great example of that in the Clone Wars, where it's very real in terms mm-hmm. of what war in this sort of setting would be like but you've also it doesn't go as far as it probably right could have. right and it's important to show you know if you want to show the importance of of anakin and obi-wan and whomever treating the clones not as fodder but as men and as individuals you have to show somebody mm-hmm. who doesn't uh and how terrible that is and that's the the, the krell and baron arc certainly achieved that Absolutely. When, and I think there's this, um, there's, there's examples of this, I think, that have come up in like Wasted Space too, where it's this kind of moral muddiness in terms of you've got one person that can believe in something so well, like Anakin believes you should treat the clones right because they're still people. Mm-hmm. And you've got this whole other Jedi who, for all intents and purposes, because he's a Jedi, should be agreeable to that and is the complete opposite spectrum. Krell just sees them as equivalent as droids and you uses them as tools for war. And it's, it's really mm-hmm. interesting how in the institution of the Jedi, you can get such different characters. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I agree. I mean, and that's something that like, you know, it's not a mystery why it's my favorite arc probably because it does have that moral muddiness. I mean, obviously Krell is wrong and, and proven to be wrong, but there is some logic to his thinking of like, they, like you said, they are tools. They're they're made. They're 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 specifically made for this to fight and die for the republic, and that's why we, you know, where we have them. Um, I'm not. I couldn't possibly agree. It's horrifying, um, but there is at least a logic there, and it makes things complicated. You know, again, like to show the clarity, you have to show the complication as well, um, and that's what that story did so well. Absolutely. I mean, okay, so I think we could go on about Clone Wars, but um, we could. yeah, uh, we don't we don't want to eat up too much of your time, and obviously we want to have content for future episodes because um, you're you're definitely three episodes in as a friend of the Good. show. So, um, thank you, so much, Michael, for uh, giving us some time to chat. Um, it's always fun. Um, it's always a good reminder that creators are fans too, um, yeah. and. Uh, we just appreciate all that you do and your contribution to Star Wars. Oh, yeah. And likewise, I can, you know, appreciate uh, all your contributions as well. You know, I think all of us are, and I will say this to the end, like first and foremost fans. um, And we do this because we love it. And that's, that's, there's no better motivation than that. Oh, absolutely. It it, it puts Star Wars in good hands. Um, So we name dropped a lot of your stuff, obviously, but if any of our listeners want to check out uh, other works of yours in the sci-fi and horror world, 
Um, what's a quick and easy place they can yeah, get Yeah, um, well, there's my website, uh, michaelpmarisi.com. Uh, I'm at Michael Marisi on Twitter and Instagram. Um, it's, a, it's, as I mentioned, the, you know, the top of the show, it's kind of a weird time to get stuff because uh, anything new is being delayed with comics. But, you know, I have the, the first uh, volume of the plot uh, just came out and that's, you know, you can get that if your if your comic shop is doing orders a curbside pickup or you know there's always amazon barnes and noble etc it's available digitally um you know waste of space is available uh, there's always stuff available on comiXology kindle um so there's ways to find it uh, even in this um you know it's a, it's a tricky time i guess is what i can say but um yeah i'm around and always happy to talk awesome well uh, we definitely encourage our fans to check that out, and we'll link that um, in the description below. But uh, thanks again. Yeah, no, thank you guys about. for having me. I'm always glad to come and talk. And let's let's do this again when the comics are gonna be out for real. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely. We can, we can have a ten minute episode. <laughs> well, at least you know he doesn't <laughs> die in the comics. So. <laughs> exactly. My only solace. Hey guys, just wanted to uh, cap off the show and say once again just how thankful we are for Michael for coming on the show. Um, he was our first guest interview, uh, and he remains to be a good friend of the show and just a really talented guy. And if, if you don't know, um, he's been lately doing videos where he talks uh, through writing skills. Um, he teaches uh, as far as uh, writing and so uh, essentially he's doing videos of these sorts of classes and making them free and available to anyone um, and so we're gonna link all of his awesome informa information uh, in the description below uh, whether this is YouTube or Apple or wherever you get uh, the Nerd Herder podcast we'll link his social media and definitely check that out if you're a writer if you're aspiring to be where Michael is or maybe not that big but if you just want to improve your skills write more write better um then i highly recommend you check it out and um just check out all of his other things if you love star wars um i know we we had a short time uh with michael so we name dropped a few things didn't really get to talk about everything but if you've checked out our interviews with him before we talk about wasted space all the time <laughs> whenever uh michael's around and if you follow our social medias we're constantly talking about wasted space it's my favorite new comic series for sure if you love star wars if you like grungy if you like post-apocalyptic if you like dark humor and a little moral twist wasted space is an awesome comic uh it's been going on uh, Real Strong now has an amazing artist, Hayden Sherman, who um, he's also on Twitter. I highly recommend you follow him, too, because he posts all kinds of cool art that he works on. Uh, but he does uh, the art for Wasted Space. It's amazing. It's weird. Uh, it's just a really great series. Um, we also mentioned Hexagon, Archangel Aid. Um, those are other sci-fi-esque uh, ones. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Dogma, uh, then... Um, Archangel 8 is like that on steroids and way more serious. Uh, Hexagon is like uh, the last Starfighter uh, for the modern era. Um, it, they're, they're both super cool, super fun, um, and uh, very sci-fi. So if you like Star Wars, which I'd hope so if you're listening to this podcast, um, those would be great for you. He also dabbles in horror. 
Um, he is one of our favorite horror writers uh, right now, outside of some of the big names, obviously. Um, Stephen King is sort of the god of, of the era, but uh, Michael Maurice is definitely on our list for sure. And uh, with stuff like The Plot, um, if you like creepy things, if you like reading things that make your spine tingle, uh, if you like having nightmares because of a little 18-page comic, uh, then The Plot's awesome. Uh, it's super trippy, super creepy. Um, again, amazing art. I don't know what it is about Michael, but he always partners with great artists. Um, and then there's also The Maw. It's uh, creepy and in a different way. It's not your ghosts and ghouls kinds of creepy. It's uh, much more post-apocalyptic. There's uh, it, it takes place in a mall where a society has been built after some great happening. Something bad happened. Um, think Day of the Dead kind of thing. Everybody runs to the mall and then society just lives in that mall now. Well, that's where this story picks up and it's really cool. Um, again, us being nerds and horror fans, um, this is right up our alley. So and then there's all kinds of other things. Um, Michael works on a lot. He's a very busy guy, uh, which is, again, why we're so thankful that he gives us the time of day. He is super cool, super friendly. Uh, and so show him some love. Check out his social media. Check out his other projects. Uh, in this crazy quarantine time, um, we are huge believers in supporting the local shop. But uh, if you can't and you need to get your hands on some comics to keep yourself sane throughout this, Comixology has almost everything uh, of Michael's work on there, and they're usually really great prices. They actually usually have a lot of deals going on, um, so highly recommend that. Um, he also has a couple of novels out, uh, Black Star Renegades and We Are Mayhem, and both of those, I think, were recently on sale digitally. So, uh, again, something if you need the time, if you need something to get you through this, check it out for sure. But all of uh, the important links will be down below. Thank you guys for being patient with us throughout this time. Um, you know, it's a weird mix because Megan uh, is working less, I'm working more, and uh, we were excited that we would get to make good use of this time. Of course, we're not excited about why um, quarantining is happening and all of this stuff is happening. That's, that's not good news, but um, we were hoping to make good out of it. Um, but my job deals with uh, essential work, uh, helping people that are directly affected by this sort of thing. And so um, my job is very, very busy right now. And so uh, thank you to everybody, um, anyone listening who is essential, um, who is essential staff. I hope you feel essential. I hope you feel uh, appreciated for what you do. I appreciate you. Um, certainly, I know it's not easy um, going in and continuing to work uh, or working more um, because of all of this stuff, but uh, certainly if it's something you love, uh, if it's something you care about, uh, if it's important to you, then, um, then that's, that's, that's the motivation there. But certainly you have my thanks uh, and my appreciation and my encouragement. Um, and likewise, even if you're at home uh, during this time, even if... Um, you're not working. Uh, you're still essential. You're still awesome. Um, and hopefully our episodes uh, are, are helping. They're part of your routine throughout all of this. We are hopefully going to uh, be back on track soon with getting these out. Uh, that way you guys have something to listen to. Um, and again, it's something we enjoy doing. Uh, it's therapeutic for us to do this. Um, it's, it's awesome that we get to do this, uh, and Star Wars is a great relief during this crazy stuff. So 
Um, find things to stay busy, stay active, stay proactive. Don't just do your hobbies, but uh, get some chores done. Get that, that room clean that you keep saying you're going to do and you never do. Now's the time, Billy Bob or whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, if you guys like the episode, uh, for sure, let us know. Uh, rate it, review it, like, share, all that good stuff, whether it's YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever. Uh, just show the love. We, we certainly uh, we, we appreciate the feedback. It means a lot. We don't really care about huge audience numbers. We don't really care about getting thousands upon thousands of listeners. We just care about knowing that you care. We care about knowing that what we're doing uh, is received and well-received and that you like it. So um, the rates and reviews, it's more for us. Uh, it, it, it's uh, a nice thing for us um, to know that uh, what we're doing matters and is enjoyable to somebody out there. And so um, please, if you do, uh, do that. I'm a firm believer in if you like something, you, you like it. So uh, just show that love um, and share it out there. And again, just stay encouraged, stay busy, uh, stay awesome, guys. Uh, I, if I sound tired, I am. <laughs> but I didn't want to leave this episode uh, hanging. I wanted to make sure to give it a good end and make sure we got you all the details uh, as far as Michael and also for this show. Um, be sure, if you're not already, continue to stay uh, plugged into our social media. Uh, even during this, um, mostly Megan uh, stays very busy over there on social media. So um, we're still, we still have presence, um, uh, and hopefully we'll have uh, plenty of episodes to follow. We are planning our Rebels rewatch for this weekend, so look for that. And then next week we are back to our character arcs of the sequel trilogy series. So uh, now's a good time if you haven't already to go back and check out our episode on The Force Awakens and our two episodes on The Last Jedi. Next week we're talking The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, hopefully you picked yours up. Uh, it's on digital, it's on physical. So uh, get that goodness um, and take it home with you. But yeah, so uh, in the meantime, guys, until next time, may the Force be with you. <laughs>